share with you all this morning. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I started uh, a kind of three parts to a sermon on um, the different kinds of spiritual gifts that there are. And I spoke about um, the, the motivational gifts and the ministry gifts. And then I said what I'd like to look at in a bit more detail is the manifestational gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that's what I'd like to do today. So just to give a, a little bit of a recap, um, when I spoke about the gifts of the, of, that the God gives to his church, he gifts us in different ways because he wants to see us as a body built up and strengthened and equipped for the work that he's given us to do. And so he doesn't leave us alone and just say, get on with the job. He gives us all the resources that we need. And for a supernatural task, we need supernatural enabling. And so God gives us his Holy Spirit who enables us to do the things that he calls us to do. So the first kind of gift that I mentioned was the motivational gifts. And I said essentially those gifts are given by God the Father to us when we are born and they are almost ignited to another level when we are reborn as Christians because God comes and stirs that within us. And those are the kinds of gifts that are about our calling, the things that make us passionate, the things that drive us and we feel, if I don't do this, I don't have a sense of purpose in my life. And every single one of us here have some kind of motivational gift that God has put within us. And he wants to unlock that. He wants us to walk into the fullness of that, not just for our own self-fulfillment, but also so that his body can be built up. So I really want to encourage you. Maybe you are fully aware of what that gift is for you. Paul does list those gifts, and I, I went through those. So maybe if you want to listen to the podcast again on, on that talk, in Romans 12, he says, we've got different gifts according to the grace that's given to each of us. And he says, if your gift is prophesying, and I looked at maybe that's perceiving, understanding the heart of God, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, to build other people up, then give encouragement. And if it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently, and if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So we have these lists of uh, seven motivational gifts that Paul speaks about that are, they shape our personality and they're intrinsic to who we are. And then the second group of gifts which I spoke about was the ministry gifts. And those are gifts that are given to the church by Jesus um, as in the form of men and women, of people. They embody a specific um, ministry of Jesus in how they operate in the life of the church. So Paul lists them and he says uh, in Ephesians 4, he says, so Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And all of those different, those five giftings are all elements of Christ's ministry to his church. And he releases people who come, apostles come and root us in the foundations of the gospel and help build the church. They're master builders. Um, 
prophets help hear and discern what's on the heart of God and they keep us on the path of where, where God wants the church to go. Um, the the um, evangelists help to bring uh, the gatherers, they gather in those who are lost and broken that they can hear the truth and then the pastors and the teachers root people in the word of God and help build into their lives a solid foundation so that they can know God's assurance of their salvation and live in the fullness of what God has for them. So we've got these gifts of men and women that God gives. But today I want to speak about the manifestational gifts and those are gifts that are given to us by the Holy Spirit. This is what Paul says in the wonderful uh, explanation in 1 Corinthians. He really expounds on these gifts because in the Corinthian church they were so excited about the gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit. They were, like, like Clive explained when he did his teaching the other day on tongues, they were, they were exercising these gifts all over all the time and it was such an exciting time but it got a little bit out of hand so Paul says, come on, uh, let me just teach you about these things, let me help you to understand them a little bit better. And he says in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 3, he says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. Paul was very, very eager that for all of us as the church, that we aren't ignorant or lacking in understanding on how the Holy Spirit blesses and gifts his church. And then he goes on to say, You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. You see, in the past, these believers may have been involved in the practice of idol worship, which was common in that time period, or they might have been involved in some kind of occult practice. But what Paul wants to, to do as he's explaining this to the church, he wants them to be sure that the way that the Holy Spirit works is nothing like the way that demonic false spirituality works. They're not the same. The, the demonic is a false counterfeit of what is the true way that the Holy Spirit works. And for him, he was saying the true test of whether this is evidence of the Holy Spirit amongst your midst is that he always points to Christ and glorifies Jesus. Jesus is always exalted. The glory never goes to another person, another being, or another ideology. It always lifts up Jesus. And I really hope that as we begin to learn and experience about more about the gifts of the Spirit, that Jesus will be glorified in our midst. That people will be going out and saying, isn't Jesus wonderful? Look what he did. It's not about any person. And that's why Jesus likes to use all of us. He doesn't, he's not into superstars. He's into all of his body doing the work of the ministry that God has for us to do. So Paul was keen to, on the one hand, break down a, a weariness and a cynicism in their approach to the Holy Spirit, and on the other hand, he was really sober to address the use of the gifts in order to bring order and to break down confusion in the church. 
So what are these motivational gifts and how do they work? So Paul lists them in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 to 11. If you have your Bibles, you're welcome to have a look. And this is what Paul says. He says, now to each one, so that's to each of us, all of us here, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So Paul is saying, when, when the Holy Spirit comes and he gives you one of these gifts, he gives everyone a different gift at a different time, but he's saying, it's not for you to go, hey, everyone, look at me. He's saying, no, it's for everyone's building up and for the blessing of everyone so that we can all be empowered and strengthened. And this is, he goes on to say, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And all of these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So here is a list of very wonderful gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to his church. Now you might be looking and listening to some of those gifts and you're going, well, I know that one, but that one is really weird. I don't really understand what that's all about. So I'm hoping as we talk about these things, they'll become so familiar that they'll become everyday to us. They won't become strange or unusual, but we'll be able to walk in these gifts with ease. So just like the motivational gifts, and the ministry gifts are given for the building up of the church, so are these manifestational gifts given to us. And they're described as a manifestation of the Spirit. When we are together in our times of worship, the Holy Spirit is here with us, isn't he? His presence is here amongst us. And sometimes he can, according to what he wants to do, he can come and just presents himself and begin to minister to us without any human influence. You can be just sitting there and God can speak to you and suddenly you know he's, he's come and done something in your heart and he's ministered to you in a wonderful way. But God also likes to use us as his children as a vessel for him to do his ministry because this is the nature of the Godhead. He, he wants to include us. He's about team. He says, I want you to understand my heart. I want you to understand my work, the way I do things. I want you to be comfortable in using the power and the authority that I have so that you can share in this wonderful healing work that I want to do in my body. So when the manifestation of the Spirit comes, it is very much for a specific time, for a specific purpose, and he can use, do whatever he wants. So sometimes you might be in a meeting context and the Holy Spirit is with us and he says, I'm, I'm, please know that I'm just putting this in her kind of way we can understand. The Holy Spirit says, I want to release a gift of prophecy this morning. 
So the Holy Spirit comes to different people in the meeting and he says, he starts saying to them, gives them a, a visual picture or something, and he says, I want you to bring this because it's going to encourage people in the church. And we just see three or four people suddenly come and they all bring a prophetic encouragement to the church. That's often how this gift works. It can just be that God wants to, the Holy Spirit wants to operate in a spirit of prophecy. Or one, maybe the Holy Spirit wants to bring uh, gifts of healing. So he so starts to say, um, I'm, I want to bring healing. And, and people that operate in that gift of healing can start to pray for people and they see uh, people ministered to in that way. So this gift, all of us can operate in any of those manifestational gifts. And very often we think, oh no, it's only some people who can prophesy, some people who can pray for healing, some people who can interpret tongues. Well, no, it's all of us are baptized in the Holy Spirit. All of us have the Holy Spirit. It's about us saying, Lord, what do you want to do in this time, in this place, and how do you want to use me? It's us being available. The Lord can use any of us. There's no, there's no special dibs on... I, I do all the prophesying, he does all the healing, he does all that. No, we make ourselves available to the Holy Spirit and we say, Holy Spirit, here I am, how do you want to use me today? Now what does happen is as you become confident in a certain manifestational gift, you have faith to, to operate in that gift and you begin to get more confident in it. So for me, I love to... I love the revelatory and the prophesying gifts, whereas maybe I'm not so confident in the gifts of faith or, or healing or ministry because that, maybe that's not where I've... Um, but will I not let the Lord use me to pray for someone for healing? Oh, absolutely. If I feel God, there's someone that needs to be prayed for healing, I'll say, Lord, use me because I'm just a channel. The Holy Spirit is manifesting through me and I'm the one that just says in obedience, I will use me however you want, Lord. So these manifestational gifts, we, um, how can I explain it? They, um, they, they are come at a specific time for a specific purpose that the Holy Spirit wants to do and we can all be available to be used by God in that way. So I, I want to, I like to break up these manifestational gifts into three groups just to help us understand them a bit better. And the first group is the revelatory gifts. And this is the gifts of word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, discerning of spirits, and interpretation of tongues. This is where the Holy Spirit gives us supernatural understanding, and I'll unpack those a little bit more. And then there are the power gifts of faith, of healing and working of miracles. And then the proclamatory gifts, those that are spoken out. So that would be prophecy again, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues that are proclaimed out into the midst. So all of these gifts, they overlap and they work together. And sometimes you might see someone using three or four of those gifts in one time because that's what the Holy Spirit needs to do in that situation. Um, I remember a time uh, when I was still in South Africa, we had a time of praying for people for healing. And there was a lady that came forward for prayer for healing. She had a really, really bad back. 
And so I said, Lord, if you want me to use me to pray for her for healing, here I am. So I started praying for her to, to have her back healed. And as I was praying, something else was happening. As I was listening to the Holy Spirit, I felt the Lord give me a word of knowledge and insight. And he just said to me, there are some things in this lady's life that are grieving my Holy Spirit, and I, that's why this healing is not coming. There's something that's grieving my, my spirit. And so I just said very gently to her, I said, how are, how are things going in your life? Is everything okay? Just a simple question like that. And as I asked her, just she burst into tears, started weeping, and the Holy Spirit, the conviction of the Holy Spirit came on her, and she said, I'm actually having an, an affair with someone. And it all came out in that moment when I was praying for healing for her back. A word of knowledge came that this was an area in her life that God wanted to address first before there was physical healing. And as I just began to speak to her, she confessed it, she repented, everything was brought into the light. We had to walk through that with her um, in, in the life of the church. But then as we prayed afterwards, as we continued to pray, she then received the physical healing because that had been a hindrance to her receiving that healing. And it was a, a wonderful way that God used two of those manifestational gifts in one moment. So that's just an example of how those work, gifts can work together. But I really, my hope is that as we teach into this, this is going to be something that we can all together as a body begin to operate in, in our life groups, in our families, in our homes, um, as we come together. That uh, Paul says we all come with a word, a psalm, something that we bring to contribute to this time. That we, we are those that come with hearts that are open and saying, Holy Spirit, you can use me, and I want to be available to be used by you. But very often, it's because we lack confidence, and we are ignorant, or we don't understand how the gifts work, so therefore they remain dormant, and we don't see them building up the body as they should do. So I'm really hoping as we teach into these things, and over the next few weeks we're going to... Um, and it's going to teach into some of the, uh, the gifts of miracle and faith. Tim's going to teach into healing. Clive did a wonderful teaching on tongues. Um, and I'd like to teach into the, the revelatory gifts. So what I'd just like to look at this morning are the, uh, the word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. And then what I'd like to do is just to really be practical and, and let's just pray for some people this morning because I think the most wonderful way to learn about these things is to actually let's let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do and I want to then also invite you this evening we've got our Sunday night cafe here at 6 p.m. and we're going to be doing a very very practical session where you can learn how to pray and to prophesy and operate in these gifts so we're going to do a more workshopping time this evening so if that's something you'd like to grow in. So let's look at this first um, manifestational gift, which is the word of knowledge. So a word of knowledge is God gives you just a word um, for a particular season or time for a particular person. 
And um, God says, I want to address that and I want to speak into that situation. So he just gives you this insight, this understanding. I've been in meetings where some people operate in the word of knowledge where they've been so accurate, they've called someone out and told them their birth date and their, their address and things like that. And you're going, whoa, how do you know that? And uh, well, God can do that. Why would he do that? Well, maybe he's just doing it to, to say to that person, I know you and I, I have my eye on you and you are precious to me. I don't know why God's revealed certain things, but there's some things that he, he needs to just show some people uh, his power in different ways. We've got some examples in the New Testament. There's lots of examples. I've just chosen two for each of these things. But do you remember the story in John chapter 4 where Jesus meets the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well? And uh, he, says to the, he says to the woman, um, go and fetch your husband. And she says, ah, but I don't have a husband. And he says, no, you're quite right. You don't have a husband you've had many husbands and the one you're living with right now is not your husband and Jesus begins to just she's never met him before and he tells her all about her personal life and we see she runs back into the village and she says come and see the man who told me all I ever did Jesus had this was operating in this gift of knowledge where by the spirit he could just say some specific facts about this woman's life and what was the powerful effect of it it unlocked all that stuff that she was carrying all that condemnation and that shame he just cut right through it and said God sees you and he knows you and I, he wants to bring you into freedom it was just a, just a wonderful way that that gift could be used and we see this gift also in Acts chapter 5, uh, where the story of Ananias and Sapphira, uh, they, they were promising to bring gifts of finance into the, the church, but they decided secretly to withhold some of that money and to pretend that they were giving more than they were. And Peter says, directs, addresses Sapphira and says, um, is this all the money that you wanted to give? And she says, yes. And then we know the story of how she falls down dead, <laughs> which we know is a very dramatic, and I don't know many accounts since that in the New Testament of a very powerful fear of God coming through the word of knowledge. But this is some of the things I want to, uh, that the word of knowledge does. Sometimes it can confirm your calling um, God can say, I want you to, to do this, so, like uh, the Holy Spirit said to the apostles as they were gathered, set aside Paul and Barnabas for the work I've called them to. Um, I shared a while ago uh, when Ant and I was go were going to plant this church, a lady who didn't know us at all said, um, God is calling you to go into the nations to plant a church, you need to get ready. Um, she didn't know us and that that was in our heart. It was a confirming word to show that that was what God was calling us to do. Sometimes a word of knowledge is able to break through human facades. Um, and all of these gifts are so wonderful in helping us as we, as we shepherd God's people. I remember when we had just started the church, well, maybe we were going five years, and uh, a couple walked into the back of the church they were visiting and I uh, saw the, la the lady standing with her husband and as I, I think I was sharing and as I looked at her I just saw around her a cage not, not just in, this, in my mind's eye and I thought 
what is that? And I just said that the Lord said to me, that woman is an abused woman. She's been abused by her husband and you need to take care of that situation. And we had to walk through that. Um, and eventually it was true that that was happening. But the Lord just showed me that as a word of knowledge. I didn't say that to anyone. I didn't say it to her. But God showed me so that I could pray for her and we could be sensitive in how we discipled in that situation. Sometimes the word of knowledge comes for evangelism. Um, and shared, uh, was it last week, about the lady in Taiwan um, when we were out ministering. And I just, uh, I would say this though, please don't give words of knowledge about babies and marriages and deaths. Generally stay away from that unless you are really, really... Um, know that God is speaking. We, we only want to say things what we've got faith to say. But uh, the, there was a lady in Taiwan, we were trying to witness to these people and bring them to our meeting. And she, uh, she was, was actually in a laundromat. We went into this laundromat and I started talking to her. And I just felt God say, um, you've been trusting for a child and God has heard your prayer. And as Anne shared last week, she burst out crying, and in, in, in the evening, her and her whole extended family came along to the meeting. But the part that Anne didn't share last week was, after the meeting, they came to me, they said, now, can you tell us what is the sex of the child? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, um, it's about 50-50. <laughs> but it's, uh, the word of knowledge is not fortune-telling, it's not like... No, come and give me, tell me this and this and this. God, the Holy Spirit shows what he wants to show for the purpose that he has in mind. Um, sometimes a word of knowledge can come to speak into world events. And we see this in Acts 11 verse 27, where it says, um, During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. And one of them, whose name was Agabus, stood up and through the Holy Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread throughout the whole entire uh, Roman world. And then in the, in the text it says in brackets, and this actually happened during the reign of Claudius. So there was a, a word of knowledge that God was going to send a famine. So this wasn't just for the church, this was of national concern. Why would God reveal that to the church? Well, I would imagine that so the church can pray, so that the church can be the source of blessing and hope in a, in a trial in the nations uh, where they could provide money for those who were caught up in the famine. And we know that very often the church supplied the needs of, uh, of the, those that were caught up in difficult situations. So that's another thing. And um, maybe a word of knowledge, like I said, just comes because God wants to affirm his love and care for a person to show that he knows the details of their life. When we were driving to church this morning, I saw a little dead badger on the side of the road of some roadkill. And I went, oh, poor badger. And I was reminded of that, well, those verses that Jesus said. He said, not even a sparrow falls to the ground without the Lord knowing. How much more does he not care about you? And so I think sometimes a word of knowledge is a bit like that. When I was in Germany, in Dresden, ministering a couple of months ago, we were praying for the le their leadership team, and I started praying for this lady, 
and um, I just felt the Lord tell me that this lady has a sister and her sister is going through a very tough time. So this is the way I didn't. I didn't say, you have a sister and she's going through a very tough time. I said, do you have a sister? Because maybe I'm wrong. I don't have to, you can get it wrong. So she said, yes. And I said, and is your sister going through a difficult time at the moment? Well, then the tears just welled up. So I thought, okay, yeah. I am hearing from God. And, um, and I said to her, well, the Lord wants you to know that this is just a phase and you right now need to be Jesus to her and you need to hang in there with her and you need to stand with her. But she will come out through the other end of this, this difficult time. And the, she just cried more and more. But the Lord ministered to her on such a careful detail uh, why I didn't, I didn't know this lady, I didn't know anything about her family or anything that she even had a sister, but God was interested and he used a word of knowledge to come and tell her, hang in there, it's going to be okay. Do you understand how this gift works? And every single one of us here can operate in that gift of knowledge. It's just being tuned to the Holy Spirit and as we grow in confidence with that, he can use us when he wants to and for his purposes. Then the second uh, manifestational gift I want to share is uh, the word of wisdom. And this is supernatural ability in the spirit to impart specific information or insight or guidance or counsel that kind of brings life-changing illumination to a person, almost what to do in a given situation. And I like to make a difference here between a word of wisdom and biblical wisdom because I think that biblical wisdom is the kind of wisdom that as we are Christians and we walk out our Christian life and we build our lives on the Word of God and we listen to the Holy Spirit, He gives us a maturity in our Christian lives that leads us to make wise choices. We, we, we start to make investments and uh, priorities that are honoring of God and we live out a, a wise life. Now, that's different to this gift of wisdom because as with all the manifestational gifts, they're not dependent on our spiritual maturity. Uh, we can be quite immature spiritually and God can just give us a gift of prophecy or a word of wisdom. It's not about maturity. It's about the Holy Spirit coming and using us um, for a specific time or purpose. So this kind of gift is a bit like you're just talking to someone, maybe you've had this experience and you didn't realize that what, that is what it was. You're just talking to someone and suddenly you think, ah, oh, I need to tell them that. And you just share this, it's an insight. It's a, like a, just a, a nugget of wisdom, like a, a little light bulb comes on in your head. And you know it doesn't come from you because you think, oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. But the Holy Spirit comes and gives you that. And, and you share it with your friend or with the person you're praying for. And they go, oh, that's amazing. That's just what I needed. That's a word of wisdom. You probably all do it all the time and you don't even know it. But that's the Holy Spirit. He comes and he just comes and gives us an insight and a word of wisdom. So we want to be spiritually mature as Christians um, and it's wonderful when our maturity and our spirituality grow together. Um, but this is a, a word of wisdom, is something from the Holy Spirit, not dependent on where we are at personally. 
So Genesis 41 is a wonderful example. We know that Joseph was in the courts of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, come and interpret all these dreams for me, and he does. But then he says to Joseph, I'm going to make you prime minister so you can take these dreams that you've told me about and put them into action. So that is where Joseph begins to operate in a word of wisdom. He gets divine revelation of what to do with the word of wisdom or the interpretation that God has given. He get, he is, it's a very practical kind of outworking. Uh, we see another example in Acts 27 where Paul is being taken as a prisoner on the boat um, and he says, um, verse 9, he says, uh, Paul warned them, he says, men, he has a word of knowledge, he says, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and to bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilots and the owner of the ship. And we know they, they um, were shipwrecked. So Paul had a word of knowledge before they set on the voyage. He said, don't go. This is going to be a disastrous voyage. They didn't listen to him. But then later on, once they're shipwrecked, Paul gives them some words of wisdom of how to deal with the situation. He says they were going to kill all the men. And he says, no, no, don't. We, we are all safely here, um, and, and he gets them all to safety on the island. So, word of wisdom, very practical. Is God interested in the practical details of our lives? Absolutely. He, it's not all so airy-fairy and spiritual. His wisdom is so practical, so real for all of us. Okay, so... Um, I think that also one of the ways that um, this word of wisdom can operate is if, if we are um, giving counsel to someone, you can be talking to someone, giving them advice, and God can show you how to lead them and to bring them into uh, giving them God's perspective. Then the third one I want to speak about is the discerning of spirits. So now... As soon as I use the word spirits, I know some people are going, eh, that's a bit weird. Um, but what I mean by the word spirits is I'm meaning what is the motivation of people's hearts? What motivates the human words and actions? And, and I think that's a very wonderful gift to operate in the church, and I think it should be used with much wisdom because you don't want to go around saying, He's operating in a spirit of a demon. He's operating. We don't want that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having an empathy and a compassion to see where people are at and bringing them into freedom. So there's three sources of spirits. There's the human spirit. There's God's Holy Spirit. And there are demonic spirits that can influence people. So sometimes you might be praying for something, somebody, and as you're praying for them, the Holy Spirit says, there's a spirit of rejection on this person. They've, they've experienced much rejection in their lives, and that's the thing that's holding them bondage from just enjoying all that I have for them. So as you pray for them, you see them released from a spirit of rejection. That could be one. Or you could have someone, say somebody comes into the church and uh, the leaders just feel hmm, something about that person is a little bit odd 
And you just feel as you're praying, oh, that person has a very manipulative, controlling spirit. They're trying to draw things to themselves. So the Holy Spirit is very kind when you're leading. He helps you discern what's happening in the hearts of, of people. Uh, in Matthew 16, we see Peter's first, uh, when Jesus says, who do you say I am? Peter says, you are the Christ. And Jesus says, oh, well done, Peter, on this rock I'll build my church, talking about himself. And uh, we know that Peter had that revelation from the Holy Spirit. And then just a, a few sentences later, uh, when Jesus says, I'm going to be taken up to Jerusalem and I'm going to be killed, Peter says, oh, no ways, that can never happen. And Jesus rebukes him and says, get behind me, Satan. He identified that Peter, in one moment, had been speaking by the inspiration of the Spirit, and the next minute had been trying to hinder God's plans. It seemed like a totally legitimate, caring thing to say, but Jesus knew that that wasn't God's plan and he said that was Satan using Peter to come against what God was intending and then we have a story in Acts 8 verse 23 where we've got Simon the magician who's so interested in all the power of the Holy Spirit that's happening and he and Peter addresses him and he says I see you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity so he can see the heart of this magician that it wasn't really to bless and to build the church but that he had his own devious reasons why he wanted the holy spirit so some of purposes of uh, of the discerning spirits is to reveal where there's demonic principalities and powers that are keeping people bondage and you want to see people set free Sometimes God is just exposing the motives of the, of the heart. Um, and sometimes when, we are, when the gifts are operating in the church, we need a discerning to see, is this, is this prophetic word from God? Or is this this own person coming with their own things? And the discerning of spirits helps us even in weighing up the spiritual gifts that are operating. Does it encourage? Does it build up? Does it... Um, in, does it edify the church or is it breaking down Will that, and is it not pointing to Jesus? Well, that you can discern, oh, that's not really from God. So those are the three, those three revelatory gifts. And um, the next two Sundays, I'd like to look more at, specifically at the gift of prophecy. But I, I do think that all those proclamatory gifts they all work with each other. So sometimes when you're prophesying, you can have a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and, and a prophecy and it all, because it's God showing his heart and he wants to encourage and set people free. And I really, really pray that for all of us, we will start to feel confident in hearing God's voice and beginning to speak it out so that others can be blessed and be, be built up.